You're listening to Listen More with Paige Crystal Wilcox. This is a podcast where I listen to people from around the world who offer their insights, opinions, and reflections on media representation of characters similar to themselves. Something that's very important for this podcast is that guests be given the power to introduce themselves in the way that they see fit. So without further ado, could you please introduce yourself to our audience? Sure. Uh, yes, my name is Melody Abedinejad. I am a 39-year-old cis-hetero, she-her, fat lady, <laughs> hailing from Massachusetts, uh, which is, as you may probably know, part of the United States. I'm from the Boston area. Grew up here, was born in the area, Never thought I'd still be here as an adult, but here I am. I spent college in Baltimore, Maryland, so a little bit, not terribly far, but a little bit of a distance away. Did a junior year abroad in Italy and Paris, uh, Bologna, Italy and Paris, France. So have done a lot of traveling, so somewhat of a worldly person because of that, but also because of immigrant parents and an immigrant sister from Iran. So growing up kind of bicultural as well, I would say. So that's probably the best introduction for the personal side of me. And then I guess on the work side, an item of interest is that I work as a diversity and inclusion manager. So I kind of deal with these issues every single day. <laughs> I was very excited to speak with you with that perspective. I appreciate that you just have different insight to say, a regular person not involved in that kind of work. In terms of media representation, when you see certain characters depicted in fiction or nonfiction, could you confirm what kind of media you would like to focus on? Certainly. I think um, for me, I know I take in television the most and then to an extent movies. So probably visual media is is more um, where I have some, <laughs> at least from a viewership perspective, expertise. What aspects of your identity is it that you would like to speak about today? Yeah, I think obviously there's many aspects to all of our identities, but um, but for me, I think, as I mentioned earlier, I'm a fat lady and I don't mean fat like um, kind of chubby. I mean like 300 pounds fat. Um, and I've been fat my whole life because I have a hormone disease called polycystic ovarian syndrome. One of the sad side effects of that for some people, not for everybody, and I say sad because it's made me sad for others, that's not necessarily the case, is being kind of overweight and sometimes very overweight like myself and not really being able to do much about it. Um, weight and diet are helpful, but I will never be um, able to really be thin without some pretty disordered eating taking place because that's just what the genetic lottery dealt me. So I think when it comes to seeing myself represented visually in media, um, especially on TV and in movies, it can be usually a pretty unflattering representation. And just for, I know we're in a, in a, non-visual medium. So for folks who, you know, you can't see me, I have, um, I also, I am Middle Eastern, so I have dark curly hair and I, I do pass as white. I have pretty light skin. So, you know, depending on the scenario, um, I'll be having conversations. If you don't know my last name, you don't necessarily know if I, you know, what my background might be. You might assume I'm white. You might assume I'm some kind of ethnic other is what I usually say as a joke because people don't really know where I'm from or what my ethnicity is. So that can also be, you know, a challenging point of intersectionality. But I think for the purpose of this conversation, like 
definitely the way fat people are depicted in um, in media is is not pleasant. And that, as you mentioned earlier, Paige, that really ranges from fiction to nonfiction. And I think we can kind of talk about both, um, depending on how much time we have here. Consuming even books, I know, um, which I loved reading when I was younger, and uh, I don't do as much now. But I know then, if I ever read a story about a fat person, it was often someone who was insecure, someone who felt the insecurity specifically because of being fat, someone who was not accepted by their peer group, someone who couldn't have any luck in romance. And that translated very much to television. I would say, thinking through now um, movies, I think often fat characters are either older, they're played by like the the goofy next door older woman who just like, she has 20 cats and she says funny stuff. Or it'll be just like a sidekick character, like someone who's meant to to sort of like uplift the lead, make the lead seem cool, fun, interesting. And that character will be extremely one-dimensional, like always friendly or always eating a snack. Or we'll see like, this is a very American reference, but there was a show on the Nickelodeon channel when I grew up called All, All That. And I remember there was one young woman on there. It was, it was basically teenagers on that show. And it was sort of like a sketch comedy show, similar to Saturday Night Live, but geared towards a, like a kid audience. And I remember seeing the first depiction, the first fat person I ever saw on TV was the woman. And I, I'm so sorry that I don't know her name off the top of my head. But this woman who was on that show and thinking, oh, my God. Like, this is so cool. It's someone who looks like me and they're actually, they're, they are treating her as a gag, but we also have to realize that like everyone on the show is being treated as a gag. And so it didn't feel as like much of an attack. It felt really cool to see her doing kind of just being like really funny on TV. In movies, uh, you know, it's, it's interesting. Like, I would say in the past five or six years, we're seeing a little bit of a shift with folks like Melissa McCarthy and Rebel Wilson being on TV some or, or in movies, like being romantic leads. Uh, I know Rebel had a show on ABC a while back. I think it was called Super Fun Night, and it was like all her following her, and she, it was very funny. And even that, I just like took it in with fervor. I was so excited to see someone who wasn't just like super skinny on, as like the lead of a show. And Melissa McCarthy, of course, like, she also is often a funny character, but she's also a comedian, a hilarious person. So it's sometimes, you know, but we have, I think part of that is also thinking like associating fat people with being really funny, which like in this conversation, I'm not being funny, but in my regular life, I'm quite known for being like cracking the jokes at the right times in conversation. And sometimes I look back and I'm like, did I do this because I thought I should? Or is this who I am? Like, I don't even know anymore, right? I wonder if like part of this, I wonder if like I was secretly sort of like a wallflower and maybe just didn't turn out, you know, it turned out a different way because I had to stand out in some way. So sort of like on the fiction side, I would say that's the depiction. It's not great, but there are moments that shine through. On the sort of like reality-based side, it's much tougher being a fat person. I would say like in news media, television, photos, you know, video, we often show fat people as like these headless beings. So it'll literally be like a body shot of a fat person with like a diet warning. Like, you know, the FD in the FDA says like weight, like having high weight is um terrible for your heart or whatever. Like things we already know are probably not great for you. But these fat people are never like human beings. They're just like this sort of like idea of of a gross thing that you don't want to be, um, which is really upsetting when you look like that person. That sounds very dehumanizing. It is. And I mean, 
this happens to all kinds of people. It's not just to fat people, but you you take it in. You don't not absorb what you're seeing, right? So over time, it's planting all these little seeds in your mind that you're not really a person. You should stay out of the way. You should hide yourself. You should make yourself seem smaller. Like you're taking up too much physical space. You're taking up emotional space that, you know, people don't really want to know what, what you think or what you say. You know, you start to, it grows. It just festers. It's like, it's it's an unfortunate reality. And I think like, when you see that, when you see television shows like The Biggest Loser, which is just like exploiting a bunch of fat people, having them come out to a ranch, exercise like eight to 10 hours a day, eat 1200 calories. My, I know that this is a fact. My sister, one of my sister's friends was actually on the show um, many, many years ago in one of the first seasons. And you just think to yourself, like, why are we doing this to someone? Like, why would we would we ever put a thin person in a situation where they had to exercise 10 hours a day and eat well below like an appropriate calorie intake for that kind of that kind of activity. No, we would never do that, right? So why are we torturing fat people and calling it entertainment and telling them we're doing it for their own good? So it's sort of hard to watch. Like you're always sort of told that the point of your existence is to lose the weight. And until you do that, you know, you shouldn't really think about much else. One thing I say to my mother, my, my whole family's fat. So the genes are there. One thing I say to my mother all the time is, like she might say, she makes comments about my weight sometimes. And I'm like, oh, okay, lady, like go look in the mirror and come back to me. But I do love her. She just sometimes needs to be put in her place a little bit. But one thing that I tell her is there's nothing in the world that I'm more aware of than that I am fat. Like when I wake up, I know I'm fat. When I eat lunch, I know I'm fat. When I take a shower, I know I'm fat. When I go to bed, I know I'm fat. Sometimes it's because my body literally physically gets in my way trying to do different things. Sometimes, you know, mostly it's because I have mirrors in my house. I'm not confused, you know? And I think folks out there, because of because of the way we treat fat people on on TV and because of how we sort of have skewed the world into the vision that uh, thinness is beauty and anything other than thinness should try to become thinness. We've also opened the door for folks to feel very comfortable calling out your fatness to your face. People who don't even know you. I've definitely had cars drive by me on the street and yell like oink oink. And I'm like, okay. I mean, it's funny, like that that stuff happened when I was younger and I wasn't as confident and I wasn't as educated on um fat acceptance and even like body neutrality and body positivity as I am now. And now if someone did that to me, I would like literally roll my eyes or yell something rude back. But when I was younger, I mean, it was devastating. And I think if we depicted fat characters on television in a positive way, in movies in a positive way, people wrote books with fat characters where their goal was not weight loss and they still had a had romantic, you know, success and all these kinds of things, we wouldn't think these same things as we do. But you know, it would be an interesting exercise to see more storytelling that depicts fat characters in a in an exclusively positive way with no mention of weight loss. That would be truly interesting. I would really like to see that too. I actually loved how you just naturally transitioned from talking about talking about the impact of these characters on you personally, your internal reaction to consuming all of this media and all of the messages that you took on board, but also the way that that has affected the way other people behave towards you who, aside from people in their life, where they're getting all their ideas from is media. If they're only getting that very narrow range of characters and 
that narrow range of representation even in non-fiction and with shows that like the biggest loser that's such an insulting title absolutely it's 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 so gross i mean it's gross on every level do you think that one of the main things we need to address is to create more content so that there's more variety or do you have any other ideas around that definitely yeah i think more variety of content across any aspect of diversity is really important, including body diversity. And that's not just by what I'm talking about, which is essentially sizeism, but also talking about, you know, the many myriad ways that we can look different from one another or our bodies will be different from one another. Now, of course, the representation would be really helpful. I think just seeing more folks, if you want to keep telling the same stories even, Um, I don't think we should, but just seeing more fat people, for example, would be really cool. Just like seeing more disabled people, more people of color, et cetera, et cetera, would be really, really great to help people understand that there are different types of stories to be told. I also think beyond just what I was describing, where we could see like a fat person in a purely positive light, we could also see people in all walks of life represented as characters. Like it could be a, a story about like something similar to the Royals, you know, right, where it's like rich people, like royalty, et cetera. But like, is anyone fat? You know, throw in a fat person. Why not? Or, and they don't, they can't just be like the help in the house, you know, like have them be uh, at a certain level, um, whether like a high socioeconomic status, show somebody at a low socioeconomic status. Like it doesn't matter. Show, show all these different possibilities um, because truly everyone can be anything and that's how the world is, but we're not showing it. And I, for me, I think that would do a lot to see folks really represented across lots of different possible lives that are being led out in the world and not just like one version of reality. Also not seeing just white fat people. I feel like that's worth mentioning that I, when I, off the top of my head, when I think of like fat people on TV, I'm mostly thinking about white women. I'm thinking about like Chrissy Metz. We mentioned Rebel Wilson, Melissa McCarthy. Certainly there are plenty of men. There's tons of people of color, but... The reality is that for me, and that could be just my bias, those are the names that come to mind first for me. So I would love to be able to have those not be the first names that come to mind and have it be a variety of different people. So, you know, those are the ways that we could try a bit harder to incorporate these different voices doing better with diversity in general right now. There's some great shows out there that have all kinds of different people of different colors, like genders, gender identities, um, sexual orientation, et cetera. But we still have some work to do. Definitely fatness is still something that is universally accepted as bad. And I think we hesitate to show it as good or even neutral. So it would be interesting to see that play out in an extremely neutral way where the person is fat and their weight is never, ever, ever addressed. I I would love to see that. (laughs) What a dream. (laughs) In terms of writers or producers, actors in in this specific case, do you have any advice on how character creators can go about adding some of these characters in? Are there any resources? Are there any types of research that you feel would be healthier than others? Definitely. I think the first thing folks can do is educate themselves. There's so much information now on the fat acceptance movement, body neutrality and body positivity, which I think are very different things and both very valid. 
I think read about those, spend some time, talk to some fat people. Everyone knows somebody fat. If you don't, make some friends. Talk to them in a genuine way. Ask them, hey, like, do you mind talking about this? What's it like? Can you tell me how you feel? And and that goes for all your friends. All your friends deserve to be heard. But I think you could do that and and really like base your the way you write your characters in in a thoughtful way, like where you're you've sort of begun to understand this nuance that folks are not just their fatness, they're not just their skin color, etc. You've been listening to Listen More with Paige Crystal Wilcox. If you or someone you know would like to be a guest on this podcast, head to my website, pagecrystalwilcox.com. And don't forget to subscribe and share.